There's a knock at the door. Answer it. It's House Calls with Dr. Vincent West, medical doctor. Only on the Fantastic Podcast. West Medical Doctor, and today's guest is Matty Way. He is a world-renowned death metal vocalist. He's also the president of Unique Leader Records, and I hope you guys enjoy this interview with my dear friend, Matty Way. So what was going on with your with your power thing? Are you, did, have you moved since we've talked? Well, I knew you had moved because we talked about that a while back. I mean, not not we've really done an interview, but... Yeah, so we live, my wife and I bought like a little story in a mining town, so we actually owned That's awesome. Yeah, it's in like a mountain town. So we've got actually, we have two really large um, fires going on right now. Really? So, yeah, so that's kind of what's been going on. I mean, like, to where they're, they're so close, it's like ashes on the cars, you know, the vehicles. Damn. That's kind of scary, yeah, actually. So, yeah. Now, is this arson or is this something else or... Are you there? Matt, are you there? You there, brother? Oh, wait, something's not going on with the audio. Are you there? There we go. I just plugged in my headset because I didn't want to go like hands-free. Oh, oh, cool, okay. No, I was I was saying, was it was it arson on the fires or uh, no lighting. We actually had so right now where we live is uh, it, it's it's called monsoon season, so we get these really like crazy, like torrential downpours that kind of just come out of nowhere and thunder and lightning and all that stuff. So, oh wow, yeah, yeah. So they were all literally started just by lightning hitting the ground. That's that's scary, man. That's yeah. It's, weather gets crazy out here. We're like kind of you know, and now it's kind of like sort of transitioning to the uh, you know to the fall stuff. So we're looking forward to that at least to get out of the uh, you know the heat. I'm sure that you're probably well aware of dealing with. You know, I grew up with it. I grew up, I don't know if I ever told you this, I grew up in, like, southern Florida, so, like, I don't, heat doesn't. I, in fact, where I'm at right now, like, I love it. I mean, Christmas is, like, 94 degrees. Like, I, it, that's what I'm used to, because that's how it was when I was, like, eight, you know, so. Oh, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, so it, it snows where we live, so. Does it? That's yeah, wild. Yeah, we get the full four seasons, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it's wherever you, you know, whatever you're used to. I, I for sure. had lived further north for a little while, and, and which I remember telling you I was miserable. But I just didn't, you know, the relationship I was in was toxic. But not, not just that. If you remember me telling you I was in, like, Ohio, and it was cold, and I, I fucking hated it. Like, I just, it's not nothing against the state. There's a lot to do, but it's just, it's not for me, the weather and the climate. and the, It stays brutally cold for, like you know, like, eight months of the year, and I, I, I'm not used to it, so... Right, you like the more warmer stuff, I hear you, too. Well, it's just easier for me to deal with, and I've got, you know, 
I have eczema real bad, so it's just the the heat is actually easier to deal with than the cold. So, but. Oh, uh, what city are you in right now? What's that? What what city do you live in now? I am in Sunrise, which is. By what what big city? Say. It's near Miami. It's right above Miami. It's near oh. Boca Raton. Yeah. Okay. Um, and of course I have family in like Delray and all that and everything else, but yeah, I'm, I'm like in between that, but I love it. I mean, I, I really like it down here. So it's, you know, it's, uh, it's a lot better for me, uh, just <clears throat> with everything that I've had to deal with, but it's, it's, I'm used to the weather here and then hurricane stuff. Like I say, you know, if you're from Florida, which I am, hurricanes don't scare me. I guess they should, but they don't. All my friends would have throw parties and keggers and stuff during it when I was growing up. And you, I was scared of it as a child, but as you get older, you're just like, oh, this, it's just a, it's just a shitload of rain and wind, you know, we just need to stay safe. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause you guys deal with, I remember obviously, you know, uh, working with Eric and whatnot, you know, cause he moved, um, you know, Eric owned Unique Leader before he passed away. He had moved to Florida. Oh, uh, Naples. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's where he moved. So I, you know, whenever I would talk to him, like for example, he, one of the years that that uh, he was dealing with like a crazy, crazy hurricane. I mean, it's fu- I mean, it's funny because I t- I talked to so many different people and you know so many different death metal outfits live down here and some people are used to it some people love it some people don't you know um yeah yeah right right it's i i guess it, and they're all kind of scattered out like phil from malevolent oh i haven't got to talk to in a while but last time we talked you know he's in the lauderdale area i guess he's been there for a long time you know but like lee harrison he's down here near me near me you know so oh okay yeah everybody's kind of scattered throughout and then i you know like Rutan's over in like Clearwater, I think, still. And, you know, so it's everybody's just kind of all over the state. But it's, I mean, I like it. I, I But like I said, I'm from here. I could see where somebody moving here would not like it. Or maybe they move here and they love it because they wanted something different, you know. But yeah, right. I'll tell you, when I was there and have obviously been there on tour, the only thing that bugs me about that, that area is the humidity. Oh, dude, it's brutal sometimes. But like I said, it's amazing what you can get used to. Like, I actually missed it being away from it, even though I can't breathe half the time, you know. (laughs) But it's, I mean, it's it's all, I guess, where you, you know, I think some people like it and then other people are, you know, I, I know, you know, for example, like, people that are transplanted into that area, like, you know, I was talking one time to... Steve from Diasod about Glenn and I guess Glenn is I think from Maryland or something like that and and but he loves it you know so I guess it was a nice change for him I, I if I, if I understood that correctly whereas I I think Steve is actually from Florida I think I'm not sure but um oh okay but you know so I guess if you're from it you people that I know that are actually fr- front like the obituary guys seem to love Tampa you know they seem to love living in that area you know so I guess it's wherever you're yeah. used to you know but I could see where someone would move and not like it and want to move back or or whatever but you know it's right I the seasons changing to me is harder on my body getting older I would rather just be where I'm more comfortable you know so right. And sunshining is always a good thing for me, too. Like, when it's cold and kind of bleak and everything's dead, like, I don't seem to function in that kind of weather. <laughs> right, right. 
But I mean, there are other people that thrive off of it. So I guess it's whatever, you know, did you, did you grow up in California or were you in a cold spot or did you grow up where it was hot or cold or? Uh, so I grew up like right outside of LA. Oh, okay. Um, and then, and then moved to, uh, and then in, when I was a teenager and then moved to San Diego. So always like, uh, yeah, I'm kind of, kind of was used to the beach for most of my life. Now, do you miss that or do you, or do you prefer what you're doing now? Um, I like it here now. I do miss, you know, San Diego. Look, you know, San Diego's a really cool city, but, uh, yeah, I like it here where it's really just, it's just real mellow, you know, real, real, like a real slow, slow lifestyle, which I just really, really dig. Well, let me ask you this, because this is something I've never got into with you, if you're cool with it. So, with San Diego, where you started out doing death metal stuff as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah, for sure. Okay, and do you want to kind of go through that for... And by the way, because I'm being a bad host here, this is Dr. Vincent West for Phantasm. I'm talking to my dear friend, Matty Way, today. And we're just having a fun chat, because I've not got to talk to him in a long time. I thank you so much for doing this. Um, oh, of course, anytime. But... And this is recorded, so we're having fun. It's not anything live. Yeah. I don't do that stuff. It stresses me out. It stresses the guests. I don't like doing it. But anyway, but right. <laughs> so San Diego. So talk about a little bit about that. Then talk about kind of where you were, if you don't mind, just kind of walk our listeners and me through Maddie Way in San Diego, starting out doing death metal. Yeah. So I would say it was probably my junior year in high school. When one of my buddies showed up with death leprosy, and I think that's kind of where it all started. And then I remember uh, a senior, you know, being a, a senior, we had gotten uh, earache at that time in, in the States was going through a, a, a really, you know, a, a label at that time that was here called Combat Records. Oh, I yeah. They had Very familiar with it. Yeah, so... I, I remember they had put out. We went to. We went to. We literally went to Tower Records on there uh, when the CDs were still in those big old cardboard boxes. Oh yeah. And, uh, <laughs> we got left hand. We got left hand path, and then Symphony of the Sickness, and then that was. And I mean, like instant life change right there. Like it was. It was. It was done from there. So that so death leprosy, and then to the the uh, uh, you do the to the uh, <clears throat> carcass, obviously. And then entombed. Yeah, those were the two where I knew. So once I got those, that's when I knew, and I just started really like how I learned to even do, you know, the the vocals. Was I would literally just try to copy the carcass stuff. Oh wow! So carcass yeah. is a big influence on you. Yeah, huge, especially like Bill Steer when Bill Steer used to do a lot of the the low vocals back in the day. Yeah, that's a giant giant influence. Do you on their stuff? Just to sidestep on Carcass a second. Do you prefer the Do you prefer the grindcore stuff, or you do you do, do you prefer the like heart work kind of sounding stuff and the newer stuff? Uh, Symphonies is my favorite, so I love the grindcore era. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because I don't think I almost feel like they have like two fan bases, which is pretty cool. Because it seems like they've got their grind fans and then they've got their death metal fans. It doesn't yeah, seem like most sure. people are both. Do you know what I mean? It's interesting. Um, yeah, for sure. Because it's you know it, like the, the sounds are so different. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think that is it. Is it Necroticism? Am I saying that? Whatever that record. That was yeah that, yeah. that was kind of like a hybrid to me. It was kind of like a little bit of both. 
it was that's actually my second favorite one by them it's yeah. a great album man it is it's so amazing i listen to it all the time still so you're listening to those and then you're kind of toying so you were messing around with doing vocals even then then just like practicing like hey this is yeah because my buddy that, that, that had brought like the death and stuff he was actually in like a thrash band in the area where we lived and so we had just like when, when the music started getting like heavier and then i just like started you know realizing that i could do it right we were like oh well you know what we should start you know like a, you know at that time, because there were really, you know, like maybe just a couple, if any, death metal bands around. Sure. So, yeah, that, and that's just kind of like how the whole thing started, like literally. And that scene, who do you who do you accredit the San Diego scene to? Was there was there like a purveyor of that that kind of kicked that start, kick started it there in that in that area? Yeah, there were bands like the, the very first band that I was in from there. Well, the first band that like was was serious that played shows, they were a band called Silent Ovation. They changed their name to Haunted. Um, we so that that was one of the you know we used to open for a lot of the big shows. Another band from there called okay. Damnation was a, was a big band down there at the time. Um, I know there's a couple more that I'm forgetting about right now, but yeah, there were like about four. I would say at that time there were about four bands that were kind of getting all of the opening slots for the you know the international tours coming through and what years what year are we talking here at this point when you're tinkering with all that so my first not my first slot so it was my, my second live show that i ever played we had we were still called silent ovation at the time uh, before we had changed our name to haunted we opened up for deicide on halloween in 1991 holy shit yeah and that's that. That would have been what is that the first album, or that would that have been Legion? Oh man, I'm trying to think. I think Legion. I think Legion was out. I think. Wow, that's 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 awesome, man! I never knew that. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, that's it, like yeah, to talk, you know, and I was just you know obviously a you know still a still a little kid being able and like you know I'm trying to remember who else was on that tour. I want to say it was X Order. Oh wow! With them. But I actually have the flyer to that show. I'll have to dig that out. But yeah, it was a, uh, it was something that I'll never forget. You know, as a kid, and especially I, you know, the Deicide, that first Deicide album, I was, you know, I was a, you know, still, still am to this day, like a giant fan of it. I love, love a lot of Deicides, but at that time, that was the one that that I was real familiar with, and I, you know, I, I really did think that was kind of a, a, a genre-defining album at that time. Absolutely. You know, if I'm not mistaken, and I could be wrong about this, if I'm wrong about it, people listening, I apologize, but I'm pretty sure that first Deicide is still accredited the best-selling death metal album of all time. And if it's not, it's in the top three. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's a, that, that one sold crazy. Like, I, I and I couldn't believe it, because I was looking at some list... I don't know, a couple of years ago, and it was like still really hot. And of course, Morbid Angel Covenant's on there somewhere, and you know. But I, I remember buying that. I actually remember buying that first Deicide, and I had a little sticker on it that looked like a. It was it was like a dictionary definition of Deicide that said the extinction of all that is holy. Yep. I'm like, oh man, okay. So I'm gonna. I'm, I'm definitely picking this up. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's killer. So you guys, so you guys did that, and and that's. That's incredible. Do you remember 
any like same time frame. Who else besides DSI were you guys opening for around then? Around that in a similar time frame. You know, yeah, so we opened in the early nineties. Like we opened for, I've opened for Cannibal a couple times. Nice we for Immolation and Gorophobia one show. Awesome. Um, Unleashed one show, Dismember and Entombed. You know those were both separate shows. So yeah, a lot of the a lot of the big bands from from those days we got to uh, to open for when they came through. Well, that had to be just inspiring as hell too. <laughs> Oh, I know. Yeah, and you're like I wouldn't wouldn't trade it for anything because I think that's like what really shaped, you know, like just you know the death metal in general, but even you know shaped you know us and you know as bands when we were young, you know. And then so after after that band where you're doing that stuff, so kind of take us from there. What, what what did you do next after that band? So after Haunted, Haunted was a very like I want, like it was like the first, like say, grave album. It was a very like old and tuned. Like it was a very European sounding nice. band. Nice. So when when Discourge, the guys, well, just two of the guys, Tony and Ricky from Discourge, had moved to town, and um, I caught wind, and one of my a mutual friend was like, "Hey, you know the the Discourge guys want to know if they could use your, uh, you know, the haunted practice room." And I was like, sure, because I had their demo, the, the original, original Discord demo. <laughs> That's and, awesome. Uh, so yeah, I took them down to, so I took Tony and Ricky down to the practice room, and I said, hey, can I sing the uh, the, the the demo songs with you guys? Because you know the demo was one of my favorite things. I mean, I literally like wore that tape out, and uh, they're like, well, which songs? And I said, I, I know all four of them. So they literally played those four songs in a row. I sang them, and they were done. And they were like, hey, man, do you want to? You want to sing for Discourge? And that's the Discourge. That's wild. Yeah, that's how literally it started. That is that is completely and totally wild. You know, I've never had those cats on. Uh, Ricky, I hopefully at some point I'll get Terrence to get him on for me. <laughs> but yeah, I've just right, never right. got to to have him on. But I would love to have the Discourge guys. That would be cool because I. Um, and then I. It may have been, someone told me, I guess Angel's not in that anymore, and I I don't even know who's in Discourge anymore. Yeah, you know what, I'm not 100% sure, because Ricky's so busy with suffocation, I don't even know, to be honest, what's even going, you know, I think that's just kind of in limbo, you know what I mean, where he's just, there's just, I don't think there's just time for it at the moment, Yeah. I saw them, I guess the last time I saw them was, it was them, Deicide, and Broken Hope, and it was a hell of a bill. You know, and and and, but but yeah, man. That I just I would love to to talk to those guys. It's one of those things, Ricky. At some point, I'll pin down. I'm sure I'll get Terrence to get him. But it's, you know, it's one of those things where yeah. it's like it's understandable. I mean, I'm sure being in suffocation is. I know just from talking to Terrence and even Derek, it's just you know they're busy. You know, and I get it. Yeah, so. yeah. They, you know, you know how those guys got a crazy so yeah but they're all such good people oh the best yeah i love them to death i terrence and derek are the best dudes in the world ricky i don't know super wide kind of just from through them when he did some stuff with them but then once i got tighter with terrence you know he was in and out and then now he's back and so it's kind of you know but it's cool i just got to catch up with him you know but um yeah derek it's funny derek derek and i used to have we, we had an apartment together down at the beach down there in San Diego. No shit. So when he was in, like, Decrepid? Uh, 
well, he was in Disgorge at that time too, so he was playing. I did not know that. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. wild. I had no idea. That's really. <laughs> that's funny. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Derek. Derek played with us. Yeah. For for. Of definitely like a few years obviously when like so it was t Tony him and myself all shared a an apartment down in Mission Beach down in San Diego and uh, that's yeah, awesome we, you know, we, yeah that's amazing okay so you're in Disgorge you're doing the Disgorge thing lead us from there so and then Disgorge went it went from Disgorge to Cinerary and then obviously Ricky is on the Cinerary too and then the Cinerary is the Incestuous guys Okay. So kind of, yeah, mixed with, yeah, with a couple of the Disgorge members. And then from Cinerary, I believe it went from Cinerary to Liturgy. So those are like probably the, uh, you know, in that order of the older stuff. That's awesome. And then now with all of that stuff, I'm sure you guys are, as you're in bigger stuff, you guys are opening for more people, probably doing tours and. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's awesome. And then so from there, is that how? So that that would lead into pathology. I'm trying to think. So liturgy. I think so. I think that sounds right because I've done five pathology albums. Which, by the way, if you guys have never listened to his pathology stuff, dude, those last two are some of the raunchiest things I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Oh, wow, thank you. Yeah, that's cool. Thank you. But, yeah, so do you want to talk a little bit about, because this is something else I've, I've never asked you, so how did how did the pathology thing come about? Was, was that, because I don't even really know, even as a fan of that band, I'm not really sure on the whole history of that, because wasn't, isn't he technically Dave, a founding member of Cattle? Is that right, or is that wrong? Or? That's, no, I think, no, no, that's right. So he leaves yeah. cattle, and then you run into him. Is that kind of how that happened, or? Yeah, they had done a couple albums, and then I had known about them because they're, you know, obviously from San Diego too. And then just one day, literally, and it was back in the MySpace days. Dave hit me up out of the blue and said, "Hey, man, we need a vocal. Like, you think, you know, would you want to sing over this stuff?" And he had sent me a couple of the new songs, and yeah, I was like, "Yeah, sure." That was the stuff from uh, Age, Age of Onset. Oh, such a yeah, it's good. Um, and then, of course, tons of... Did you do a lot of touring with Pathology? We did, yeah. We did a bunch of stuff. I'm trying to think. I know we did some fests. And I think the... I mean, I think the farthest that I played with them would have been either New Mexico or Texas, I believe. Okay. So more, more West Coast and then Central, Central uh, U.S. stuff. Sure, sure. And then... Just because I'm, I'm dying to actually talk to you about this because we haven't got to talk in so long. So, what have you been up to recently? So recently, just you know, the, the, you know working at Unique Leader, president of Unique Leader. So that's like my full time, you know, job right now, and it's 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 full time. It's full time gets, and then um, musically, we have a new. I have a new liturgy coming out. Um, that we're putting the finishing touches on the songs now. That whole album is written. And then Eric and I uh, had a band before he passed called Submerged that I'm going to continue. Obviously, we're going right. to do the stuff that Eric and I had had, had written and then obviously going to add to that. And then 
put out uh, uh, submerged albums. So those are the two musical uh, projects that I got. So so let's talk about this because I honestly and guys, I'm not just saying this to like shock listeners. You're president of Unique Leader. Yes. That is wild. How the hell did that happen? <laughs> Um, so my boss now, um, Jamie, Jamie had come on board Unique Leader toward the end, like like toward toward the end when Eric was was, was battling his illness. Right. He, he just he he took it over, and so now obviously he's the CEO of of the whole deal. And then uh, and yeah, Jamie is Jamie. Who are we talking about, Jamie? I don't, I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, his name is his name is Jamie Graham, um, and, and he, he's in a band too called Viscera. But oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So he he took over the unique leader and the CEO, and then he obviously knew, you know, um, that Eric and I were were best friends, and I had already been working at Unique Leader doing a lot of the stuff. So Jamie is just you know trained me on all of the the label like responsibilities, and so literally I think it was like it hasn't even been a year yet. So as of like last. December, he had made me president of the uh, of the label. Dude, congratulate! I seriously had no fucking idea. I didn't know. We've not. I mean, it's been a minute since we've talked. Talked, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Congratulations! Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's a. It's great. You know, Jamie's such a. You know, Jamie, my boss. It's like he's such a good guy, man. He's like he's. Yeah, he's one of my best friends, obviously, in the world. So it's just yeah, every day it's it's a. Uh, it's, it's fun for me. <laughs> and if you guys don't know, Unique Leader has some really great bands on it. I guess the the newest thing we've had on is a podcast we had Ingested on. Oh, yeah, those guys are monsters, man. Holy cow. We, I'm not sure who Corey talked to, my co-host, uh, if you remember him. He had talked to someone at the label and got us in touch with Sean, and we did an interview, and he shared it, and it's all over the place, so... Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, those guys are cool guys. Yeah. Yeah, man. Sean is great. Sean's really into like horror movies like you and I are and so, so it was a really easy interview yeah. to do. Very nice guys. Um right. and yeah, so I guess that's the newest thing we've done, but I'll have to talk to you more in private about that. I I had no idea you were doing cuz I would love to I mean anything I can help you promote, you know I will cuz that's that's our thing is death metal, so. Yeah, I can get you uh get you in contact with whatever of the uh you know, the, the current bands that are on the roster, just let me know and I'll put you in contact. Yeah, man, absolutely. And anything you want to suggest, too, because um, we, you know, I we try to be, you know, keep with all the different labels we work with. But, yeah, I, we've never had an end with that. So, yeah, but congratulations on getting that because that's 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 fantastic. And it sounds like it's. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's always been a label that I've liked because they've always had, you know, uh, there's no filler and there's a lot of really cool bands, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, right. And like I said, that keeps me really busy. And then I still have my, you know, I still have my From the North films going too. So it's a, yeah, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a full plate. But you know, I, I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't have it any other way. Now, From the North. Uh, so how's that been going? I haven't got to ask you about that in a long time. Um, it's no, it's going really good. I, I did have done a couple music videos recently, and then I've got a. We have a short film that we we've done recently that's it's going to be in some of the festivals next year when they resume, you know, after the after the COVID situation. Sure. So we got that, and we've got a couple documentaries that we're we're still working on that have been kind of put on hold that are now fully moving again, and those are going to be out on the uh, 
they're going to be out on Amazon Prime, I believe. So yeah, so fantastic. Coming on that front too. Now, are you still are you still going through and and uh, is is most of your day unique leader? Or are you having to split it up each day with both, or how are you doing that? No, so my like so when I wake up, you know, which is usually really early, I do the full eight hour unique leader day, and then obviously anything after that, whatever I have going, like the you know from the north, or if I'm going to go film something, or just any of that, then that's just, yeah, it's usually, you know, obviously in the late afternoon or, or weekends even too, obviously I find myself doing a lot of the, uh, from the North stuff on just the weekends. That's, that's awesome. And then, um, are you still keeping up with movies? Like we were talking before, are you still watching a lot of stuff or? Um, I don't get to watch as much as I'd like, but you know, as, as it gets closer to new year's, I'll be able to have some more time to do that. But I for sure am. I, I'm, watching stuff and trying to keep up on 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 some of the stuff you know that, that that's out so you know something i wanted to talk to you are you messing with 4k at all are you watching like 4k disc or anything like that no i believe our netflix is just the, the hd and then um yeah no so none of our streaming services we don't we don't have it and ironically i actually shoot all, all the cameras that i use are 4K cameras. Well, you know what's weird is I don't even have a 4K player, but I've been asked to review some 4K Blu-ray discs that have come out. Mm-hmm. And man, a lot of stuff, and I'm not going to say what, because I love these films and I love some of these companies that have put this stuff out, but a 16 millimeter film from 1980 does not look great in 4K. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You know, and I... and. If you just kind of dig around, anybody that's listening, you can figure out what I'm talking about. Because I'm not, I'm by no means talking trash. It's just, it doesn't really work. Like, the Blu-ray looks good enough. Like, it's it's too much. And I like film grain. I don't know if you do, but I know a lot of people don't. So, putting a 4K, it just looks like a scratched mess in in that type of high definition to me. Yeah, I actually, so ironically, on like most, not everything, because you know, obviously some stuff, you know, corporate, they want it, like, say, clean, or they just want it real, you know, crisp image, but if it's something I have control over, one of the first things I do is put a film emulation on to, 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 to grime it up a little. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like the real clean, like, uh, for lack of a better example, I don't like that clean, like, soap opera look. I like the... You know, to me, my, my, my gig is like, you know, Jaws or like the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I like stuff that was shot on 16 mil. Sure. And, yeah. So, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, man, and this is, again, this is just a as a, as a, not creatively, but as a, someone sitting at your house drinking a beer watching a movie, I don't like looking at 16 millimeter films in 4K. Like that Jaws 4K looks awful. Yeah, see, I've never got to experience that. Now, the Blu-ray, the Blu-ray's perfect. Like it's it's grainy, it's but it's pretty, but it's fun. That that thing is just a mess. It's like, and they're doing it with a bunch of the Hitchcock stuff, and I'm like, this is a huge mistake. Like, I just don't think that stuff was meant to be presented that way. It's like, at what point does your eye even pick up on how many levels of high definition? You know, like I maybe I'm just going blind at my old age, but you know, I just don't. I, because I have friends that spend all this money on these 4K discs, and I'll go to their house to like watch a movie, and we were watching Jaws, and I'm like, you know, my Blu-ray looks fine. Like this is cool, but it's like, I, I, like it hurts some movies. Like Ghostbusters in 4K looks like shit 
It just looks bad. Like, I don't think that movie's ever looked good. It's just, it's the prints beat up, and, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I think that actually, yeah, I mean, I agree with you on that. I think that 4K, you know, obviously the Blu-ray is just the 1080p, and I believe that's plenty. I even like some of the stuff on regular DVD with the older resolution. I I think it's like 720 by 480, and to me, it, it, it makes it seem more like film. Right. Right. It, it looks like film instead of digital. I don't want to see something. I don't like the digital look. I like the film look. And film, you know, if you broke it down, it doesn't, although it's analog, it doesn't have 4K resolution to it. Right. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, I love these movies, and I think people get the wrong idea. Like, they put Maniac in 4K, and it just, the Blu ray that they put out the year previous, last year, it's awesome. Like this, the 4K is just too much. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's almost like stick sticking a living animal in a cage. It just doesn't. I don't know how to explain it, but it just, it doesn't, it doesn't transition well to the 4K to me. Yeah, and like I said, I could see that. I haven't got a chance to see, like, say, an older film like that in 4K. And now I'm gonna. Now I'm going to seek that out. I actually want to see that because I want to see what you're talking about. I I could totally see how it, it would do that, though, because even sometimes, like I said, some of, sometimes, in my opinion, the DVD looks even better than the Blu-ray. Right. Right. I agree with you. I, I think that's the case on a lot of stuff. But like I said, you know, Blu-ray to me, unless my eyes are going bad on me, but they may be, but... You know, with a lot of stuff, like like the other night, I'll give you an example. We watched Flash Gordon from 1980 in 4K. It actually looked really good. Okay. So that was a, a print that afforded that resolution really well. Right. And I think sometimes, but see, to me, the like Jaws, again, love the movie, but the print, the, that movie has print damage and stuff. And to me, putting it in 4K is just... Like I like print damage and I like I like film grain, but it shows too much in 4K. Whereas the Blu-ray, it's like the perfect mix of both. Yeah, and you're getting the higher right, you're getting the higher res, but but it's still keeping the at least the film aesthetic to it, right? Right. It's like, and I know this is more your field and not mine, but it's it makes it look. I'm trying to make this sound what I'm trying to convey to you, but it's like it, it looks overprocessed to me. You know, whereas if you watch some movie that came out this year in 4K, it looks amazing, you know. Right, because they're using all the current tech for the cameras and whatnot. Right? right, right. But if you watch something like, like I said, those Hitchcock movies, like, I mean, I think the Blu-rays I have look amazing. Like, I don't even want to mess with, like, a 4K disc of Psycho. Like, it just sounds, I don't know. Right, right, agree, and and again, on that kind of stuff, you know, because I'll tell you something funny about Hitchcock, like, other than, like, Vertigo and Rear Window and Psycho, like, I wasn't super familiar with his stuff, and I got this box set, like, really cheap of these Blu-rays, and I don't know how familiar you are with him, but I've went through and watched everything, I mean, some of those movies are really good. Oh, he's one of my, uh, yeah, he's, he's one of my bigger influences, I love, love Hitchcock stuff, so... Did you watch, because I was curious what you thought of this, especially if you're a Hitchcock fan, did you watch um, that last Jordan Peele film? Is it Us? Yes, did you watch that? I have not seen it yet. 
Manifesto, but it's on the list of some of, of movies that I want to see. When you watch it, the only thing I will tell you, because and guys, it came out last year, but but what I was going to tell you, I saw it theatrically and last year and at like a cheap theater that shows like first run stuff, but shows it late, you know, and it's only a couple of bucks. But what I was going to say about it is, if you watch that. And this has nothing to do with the film, but the way it was shot was very Hitchcock. Oh, very cool. Well, I'm even more excited now to see it. Yeah, it's... And I don't know, because Get Out didn't really feel like it had... And nothing against that movie. That movie's interesting for what it is, but... But Us is shot... I don't know how to describe it. Some of his camera angles and stuff, it's shot very old school to be using modern technology. Um, Mm, Okay. He did a very interesting job with it, so... But... um, but yeah, it's I. Do you like Stanley Kubrick? He's that's the number one. He's, he's number one for me. Okay, I want to ask you something because I was talking about this with somebody recently. Do you like Oswald Shut? Because I think it is fucking fantastic. I love that film. I don't know how people cannot like it. I, to me, it's the way it's shot. I mean, the subject content is also incredibly interesting, but it's just, I love the way that it's shot, you know? Like, I don't know, that movie, every time I watch it, I find something different in that film. The lighting, you know, and the, yes. just every every way that he shot that film. And I was reading a thing recently where they were saying that that film was unfinished and the studio put it out without his consent. Do you have an opinion on it? Because I, I have trouble believing that that he would let them do that even even after he died. Well, what he actually turned, from my understanding, is what he turned into them for the film was about, I believe it was about thirty minutes longer. Okay. And they cut that thirty minutes out, and that's a big controversial, you know, subject about that. People, because I guess there's only been a couple people that have actually seen the longer version, and. Uh, yeah, that, that would be something that I would pay a lot of money to see. Absolutely, absolutely. Because to me, the movie, with all the sexual stuff, but it's more of almost like a murder mystery kind of thing going on, too, in it. Yeah, for sure. And then he's also, you know, there's a there's a very strong message in it where he's, he's calling out, like, the, you know, the, the, the elite, like, the you know, the, the, the global elite in it. And, yeah, it's a... Yeah, I think it's a brilliant film. Yeah, me too. I like I said, I'm I'm amazed how many people. And I have a lot of friends. I like Tom Cruise, and a lot of people don't like him, but I, I think he's really good in it too. I, like I really like that film. Um, yeah, oh, I think yeah, I think both him and Nicole are great in it. Yeah, for sure. So when you watch that, I'm curious as a fan of it. To me, I've always felt like his buddy that was that got him into the party and everything. I feel like they did kill him. You know, the guy at the end of the film's all like, "Oh no, no, he's fine. He's back in, he's back in Colorado or whatever." I, I don't. Th- I think they killed him. I don't know what you think about that. I, I felt like that would be my first guess too. Yes, yeah. Because <laughs> it feels more like, "Oh, we were just trying to scare you," but in reality, it's like, "Were you or were you trying to kill me too?" You know? Yeah, right. And then the mask on the pillow at the—that's just in him breaking down. That's wild. So it's, but yeah, it does feel like there's stuff missing out of that film, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely not his, that's definitely not Stanley Kubrick's final vision for that. And uh, yeah, like I said, there's a lot of kind of controversy that surrounds that original cut. So, well, you know what's interesting too is and this is to go back to 4K a second. The Shining 4K disc is beautiful. Oh, is it? 
It is. And see, that's my problem with some of these studios. It's like, if you're going to put this landmark film out, make it a landmark release. And Warner Brothers did that with their with their Shining. And I'll tell you another one is the 2001 that they put out of his is a beautiful 4K disc. But... Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't even try to think, because I don't even think I have... As a matter of fact, I know now that I don't even have a 4K player, so I couldn't even... We have a 4K television, but I don't have a player for it, unfortunately. You know, I don't either. Um, I've been having to go to my buddies to watch this stuff. But, like, when he gets it, I kind of review it. You know, like, I'll be like, let me watch this with you, and I'll kind of review it. But The Shining, wow. Yeah, it looks it looks awesome. 2001 looks awesome. Uh, Alien, which Disney owns Fox now. They put that out in 4K. It looks awesome. Uh, Predator, great movie. Looks horrible in 4K. Awful. You know, oh, wow. you know, because it's yeah. it's just I think it's just the way that it's shot. I think sometimes these films just can't be put into a certain type of you know high definition. You know, like American Psycho, another movie that I love, but in 4K it looks awful. It just doesn't look good. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, right? Because right. and I don't think a lot of the time it's necessarily the and it has nothing to do with me not liking these films, but it's if the studio didn't take the time to put it in the right... You know, it's almost like you're porting a Blu-ray into a 4K format, like they did with a lot of early Blu-rays. They would just take a DVD print and put it on a Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. And it's very—it's a very lazy way to make cash, especially if the transfer wasn't done lovingly, you know, to me. Right, I... Yeah, there's there's one like the movie that, that comes that that, that that I'm thinking of right now, the original Halloween, say for example, that that to me just would not work in in that high resolution. You know, it's funny that you said that it doesn't. You know, yeah. obviously the last film in 4K looks awesome because it's like a newer movie and they shot it, whatever. But but yeah, it does. It looks weird. It's funny that you said that. It looks really weird. And I'll tell you another one in 4K that looks weird is of Carpenters is Christine. It's another one where they've. They've taken a, at most a two K print of that film and putting it put it on the four K format. And it just doesn't look right. Yeah, right. You know, I mean that movie. Right. You know, and that's eighty three as opposed to seventy eight. So, but it still looks. You know, it just looks weird in four right. K. The Halloween four so K doesn't look too bad. On. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm not even. I'm not, no, I'm sorry. I'm not even up. So, are they kind of? Is this kind of like the new trend where they're kind of redoing a lot of these older films transfer? They're giving them kind of the the 4K treatment. Is that something that's going on a lot now? Yeah, and here's the interesting thing about it, though. Okay, like with DVD and Blu-ray. So you've got late '90s on DVD, 2006, post 2006 on the blue on the Blu-ray. The players came down in price. Here's the crazy thing. You can't buy a 4K player for less than $500. Like, the, the, the technology is there, but the, the cost efficiency is not there. I don't know how people even afford it. And honestly, if you go into, like, Target to buy a 4K disc or Walmart, you're looking at 30 bucks. you know? Oh, wow. So You know what? I know people that are doing to get a 4K player... Um, obviously, and then it'll serve as their 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 video game entertainment. It's just I, I believe that the uh, the the newer the newest Xbox has a 4K. It does, it does, and you know. Yeah. But the cool thing is, is the PS5 
whenever it comes out, whether it's this year or next year, it has a 4K player in it. So that's how I'll finally have one. Oh, excellent! Yeah, that, and that's the that is my uh, gaming system of choice too. Is is PlayStation? So I have a PS4 now, and I will same. Uh, one day I'll uh, upgrade to the PS5. It looks like. Yeah, absolutely, man. And and I tell you, um, it's crazy because. Uh, I'm not really sure why there's not a 4K player in the PS4 because always it seems like something they would have done and they kind of missed the boat on it. I don't know, but yeah, is there not one in the uh, what is it, the PlayStation Pro? No. Oh wow! Now it's gonna the the, the Pro's got a bigger hard drive and it's gonna have a better resolution. It puts out. Uh, higher res, you know, but for whatever reason, when they launched that system back in 18, they didn't put a 4K player in it. I don't, I don't know. I have no idea why. Yeah, that is true. So the only system that you're going to get right now is that newer Xbox. Correct. 4K. Right. Got Th- that's it. right. And it, which is odd that, that, and you know, Sony is still burying them, you know, and I think that's part of the problem. I think, and I could be wrong about this, but I think where the PS4 doesn't have it, and the PS4 is like, I'm talking about millions and millions of units has just buried Xbox. Maybe that's why the 4K disc thing hasn't ever come down in price, because it's kind of like a, a rich rich person's Blu-ray, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I find them at this second-hand store. I've been collecting them when I can find them for like 10 or 15 bucks, you know? Yeah. Because it's got a Blu-ray with it anyway, and then I just kind of keep it. But because I still physically buy media, because I'm weird like that. But anyway, but but yeah, when I find them, you know, like I've got the Jaws 4K, I've got the Shining 4K. I don't have a way of watching the discs, but I've watched them at friends' houses and stuff, and then of course reviewed them and whatnot. But but yeah, it's it's weird because if you go on and just look at a 4K player, like just for the just for the hell of it, sometime if you just decide to look it up after we talked about this, you'll see what I'm talking. They're they're expensive. They're like four or five hundred dollars. Oof, yeah, that's, you know, yeah, I can't, I'm the kind of person, I just couldn't justify that. No, and you can, and you know, supposedly the price point on the new PS5 is supposed to be like 500 bucks, maybe a little more, so I figure I can get my 4K player and my new gaming system all in one, you know, and I'm sure that's going to boost 4K disc sales, I'm sure, you know. No, I actually saw the price on those today, so the PS5 from what I saw is going to be 499 and that's with the 4K system in it. And then if you want to get an all-digital version without the 4K uh, player, it's three ninety nine. Really? So if you just want one that's just going to be obviously hard drive-driven, no, uh, no physical media, yeah, they're doing a separate one with that that's 100 bucks cheaper. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually just was reading that this morning, as a matter of fact. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, it's weird. They've not even, to my knowledge, unless they did it today, they've not even put those damn things up for pre-order yet. No, I think that's coming though. I didn't see the date. Um, what did, so the newest dates that I saw where the Xbox was November 5th, I believe, and the PlayStation 5 was November 6th, so the day after. Oh, wow. Yeah, you know, and I want one because I, you know, it's one of those things. If you, with technology to me, if you don't jump on it pretty quick, you know, I mean, you can wait a little while, but then. You know, if I keep buying games for the PS4, it's like I'm just flushing money down the toilet, you know? Yeah, I wonder what... I have heard, too, that they're really working hard. I don't know the extent of it, but I do know they're working pretty 
hard on getting the backward compatibility uh, dialed in this time around. So you're going to be able to do, you know, PlayStation 4 on the PS5. So that, that, that should be, if they're able to do that, that would be, you know, amazing. Excellent, excellent. And your PS4, do you play online at all? Um, not that often. Yeah, no, not that often. I, I, I kind of play a lot of, uh, I've got one of those, like, steering wheel setups, and I play, like, a lot of the, uh, the rally games, you know, like the, the rally, the, you know, the, the rally driving games is kind of what, what my thing is. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Well, see, I, everybody kind of gets on me, and this will probably blow your mind. All I basically play is I play football and hockey and baseball. <laughs> yeah, so I play, yeah, so I'm with you. So I actually played just the other day. I was playing, actually, over the weekend, I was playing uh, MLB, the, you know, the show and the, the, the NHL 20. I've got them both. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they're great games, you know. Oh, they're both so good. Best of their kind, I think. Like, I think that hockey is the best hockey that's ever been made, and I think that the the baseball is the best that's ever been. Oh yeah, that baseball man, I tell you, and that. Sony having that lockdown too, you know, because because that RBI baseball that you have to play on those other systems, it's awful compared to the show. <laughs> yeah, the show is so good. It's, it's it's you know it's hyper realistic. It's so good. Yeah, and, and ironically, and I didn't really, I don't, you know, I don't know a whole lot about gaming, but their studio for that's in damn San Diego. <laughs> yeah, it's in San Diego. Yeah, mm-hmm. which yeah. is crazy. It's just like wow, that's. That's pretty wild, though. But yeah, it's it's fun. I, I always do like a season uh, for like. Yeah. I do it for football. I'm a big Saints fan, so I do it for my football. And then hockey, I like the Lightning and I like the Avalanche. And then baseball, I like. Uh, I don't really have a baseball team. I, I kind of just kind of jump around on that. I don't. I know that's weird. I just don't. But. Mm-hmm. But I'm a huge New Orleans Saints fan. Like you won't meet. I'm a. I love that team. Like I'm a. Madden comes out uh, Friday, and I'll be there first thing Bond in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was actually just about to ask you because I thought I saw people are already playing it, or I saw a couple reviews or something of it. I thought, yeah. Well, yeah. If you've got that EA access, it lets you access the game early, and then. But you never truly own anything. It's kind of like Netflix. You can play all of EA's games, but you never truly own them, which I guess is cool for some people. But with me, with Madden, like I might as well just buy it because I play it a lot. So. Yeah, and I'd rather. I mean, to me too. I, I would rather. I don't know why it's everything's going to this. I mean, I guess I understand it, but I want the physical copy of it. See, now that, I'm actually glad you brought that up. See that that all digital PlayStation Five. I have no interest in that. No, neither do I. Neither do I. I I understand it, and I get it, but I don't want it. You know because. Yeah. If I want, not that I always do, but if I want to sell one of my games or trade it, I want to be able to physically do that. I don't want to be locked to this game my entire life, you know. No, right, and then not only that, too, there's, you know, a lot of, like, I'm into older, you know, the old, like, I still have a lot of my old systems, so I play a lot of my old system games. You don't have the internet and stuff like that, or, you're, you know, I, I just want the physical copy so I can go back and play you know, one of the and you know we're talking about football. So one of my favorite games of all time is that. What is that? I think it's two K five. Yep. The football is like it's got Terrell Owens on the cover, and it's a brilliant game, and I still play that game to this day. Yep. 
What system did you have that? Was that PS2? I have that on Xbox. So that's the, they do have it for PS2, but I have it on the regular nice. Xbox. You know, I, I loved the original Xbox. It was the 360 that I had a lot of issues with. You know, Microsoft had to send me five of those consoles till I finally got one that worked. Isn't that crazy? Five consoles. Matt, are you still there? Yes, yes sir. My, oh, okay. my uh, headphones just died. I had to. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It and then obviously uh, switch over to the the normal phone now. I'm sorry, I'm talking so much. I... <laughs> no. But it's, no, but no. They're, they're they're Bluetooth. They're they they die. They're like they don't have much time on them. Oh, I got you. I got you. Well, what I was saying though is like. The original Xbox I loved, but my my 360, Microsoft had to send me five consoles till they finally got me one that worked. Yeah, that was. I remember that one. Like, I think I went through that once, and, you know, I've got one of the newer, like, the newest black ones now, which I've never had a problem with. But, yeah, I remember those white ones were terrible. Yeah, I mean, it never worked. Like, and I had all kinds of saving issues and loading issues. and But, you know, that first Xbox was brilliant. You know, and I don't know about you growing up. I was a big Sega kid. Like, a lot of my friends were playing Nintendo. I was playing Sega. Yeah, I had both. I actually still have, like, so it's funny. I have one of the old style um, in my little shop, like my work area up front here. I have one of the old, like, you know, the old CRT television. Awesome. And I actually have a Sega Genesis with NHL 94 plugged into it right as right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I loved, I loved, man, my Sega Master System, my Genesis, my Dreamcast. I loved all those systems. I really did. Absolutely, man. I'm with you. I, I, I really do, and I still do like, I play a lot of old games. I mean... Older game stuff to me was always better uh, growing up. I think the difficulty and stuff. Like, I do a lot of online stuff. Like, I play the hell out of Grand Theft Auto online. Okay. I do, like, private matches with my friends. Because playing it, I don't recommend playing it with other people because they're just going to start shooting and killing you. It's kind of a lot of trolls in there. But if you do like a private match where you can start like a biker gang and you can go do all these like raids and rob stuff and kill people, it's, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, that's cool. And see, that's one of the ones, I actually have that on my list. That's one of the ones that I really want to get. I just haven't got around to getting it um, there was one, I haven't even played it yet, but the only reason I bought it is I saw it somewhere and it was $10, and I think it's called Days Gone. Oh, yeah. Are you familiar with that one? I am. Yeah, so that was like, it was kind of cool, like the setting and all that stuff looked really neat. Like I said, I haven't, I, I haven't played it, but it looks like it's pretty good. That's a great game, and I tell you, the you can get Grand Theft Auto right now really, really cheap. Oh, okay. And if you physically buy it new, like you go to like Walmart and buy it for like 20 bucks, and you get all of this online stuff, they give you a million dollars a month every time you, just for playing it. And Oh, really? Yep. And even better, and this is the selling point on it, this is why I went and bought it like a month ago, is because I hadn't played it, is because if you're online and you're playing it and they're giving you that money and everything, they give you a free digital copy of it for the PS5 just for buying it right now. Oh, wow. How cool. 
cool. Yeah, so it's something, and like I said, if you get, we could play it online. It's fun, man. It's it's a it's a it's a riot playing that because you you have like a biker gang and stuff, and you can or or you can go, you know, you can buy you can buy your own club and you run your own club. You can have all these businesses. You know, it's it's a lot of fun. The online thing. I mean, the game itself. You just want to play the story. It's you know supposed to be pretty good, but the selling point for me was playing it online with my friends. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, like I said, and you can get into like a private thing and like we, you can get online with your friends, me, whoever, you know, you get on there and, and you can just play and you can go throughout the city and like steal cars and go have them painted at body shops and then you put them in your garage and you can buy different places to live. You can, I mean, it's it's wild. It's kind of like The Sims, uh, the online thing, except cooler, you know. It is, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I'll actually get that then. Yeah, and like I said, you get it, and they give you a million dollars a month currency, and it starts you out with all this bonus money, so you're going to start out with like $2 million. And then if that's not enough, you get all of that, and then they, and, and this is my favorite part of this whole thing, you get the game for free for PS5. They're going to send you a digital code to your Rockstar account when the PS5 so they're comes. they're doing kind of like a, or are they doing just kind of like an updated, like a reboot of it? It's the same game, but just kind of more streamlined type thing? Man, what I've heard, the that game on PS5 is supposed to be nuts. Like, it's oh, wow. okay. a ton more stuff, tons of more free content, and they don't charge for any of this stuff. You know, you buy the game one time, they're just giving it away because so many people play it online. I mean, hell, that game came out technically seven years ago. So, you know... It's, look at how, many, how much legs it still have. That's so crazy. Dude, it's nuts. Like, I, I could not believe my friend's like, we need to get that. I'm like, man, that's an old game. He's like, dude, there's tons of people on here. We should do it. We did it. It's all we play now. Like, we went from playing, like, all this other crap together, like Call of Duty and stuff, to just playing this. And this is a hell of a lot more fun because you can have, like, a private match where it's like, like I said, you can have all your friends in it with you. You can just go raise hell. It's great. Yeah, that's so cool. See, I didn't even know you could do that kind of stuff. That's so cool. I mean, it's its own living city, and like it, you know, it rains, and the, the 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 you watch the time. Like you have to go to these meetings, or you can go rob this place at like a certain time of night, and you know, you can. It's really detailed, obviously. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, like I said, and I was never huge into those games, but the like I said, not the story mode. I haven't even played that. I don't even care about it. Like I, when when my game loads in, it loads me immediately online. Um. And it's it's a riot to play that. Like I cannot get over how much fun it is to play that game. Like it is it is so much fun. Yeah, I'll for sure um, I'll for sure pick that up. And I got the, the the other one that I love. It's the you know the Western equivalent, the Red Dead Redemption Two. Um, oh man, now I, that that online. Have you played that online yet? I haven't really. No. See, I've only oh done God. Story. Is that good? It is. The only problem with that game is they haven't really spent as much time giving it dedicated servers. So you're gonna have you're gonna have a lot of like falling in and out of that game. Like if we were trying to play together, like you'd end up disappearing out of my game, or I disappear out of your game. Whereas the GTA man, those servers are legit that they're running that game on. Because obviously, 
so many people are using Yeah, it's crazy that. how many people are still playing that game. I'm telling you, though, you could, you, it, it is not a game where you're going to be sitting there long if you're, and like I said, I don't really recommend personally playing it with other people uh, that you don't know because they're just going to start killing you, which is, I don't think is fun personally, but. Right. <laughs> But going into a private match and just exploring the world and going on these missions and doing all and you know absorbing the game that way, I think it's fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll pick that up. Then I'll definitely pick that up. Yeah, it's really cool, man. It's actually it's it's actually a lot of fun. I've actually spent way too much time on that game recently, and I'll, I'll be like out in my real life, out somewhere, and I'm like, oh shit, I need to go home and do this in the game, or I need to go to because it's because your life is in that. You know, you you you've got this guy's life. You're living in it. You know, so it's. <laughs> It's it's funny you can like smoke pot at your apartment and get drunk and all this I mean all the stuff you can interact with in that game is just crazy. Wow, so it's like a living like you said it's a living breathing world basically. It really is. It sounds I mean it, I know the Sims comparisons is kind of vague but it's kind of like what it is except way cooler and like I said getting into it like if you get online with it with me man we will raise hell and it's so much fun like it's we have a lot of fun my friends and i that i play it well you can play it with us it's it's a lot of fun you know we go and go do these missions and you can steal cars and add them to your garage and sell them you could you can just if you're low on money you can just go steal cars and take them to this one shady dealership and just constantly this body shop and just sell them off for like three grand and just build your money back up oh that's so cool <laughs> but i mean it's it's I, I can't believe how much fun it is. Like I've had way too much fun playing that game. But that's so cool. Yeah, I actually am really looking forward to getting. That. I literally just put it in my list right now, thing, so I can I'll pick it up. Like you know, when I see it. Uh, like I said, Walmart. If you've got one of those near you, they usually have it for twenty bucks. Target twenty bucks. Amazon. Oh, yeah, there you go. You know, yep, I can just shoot. Yeah, there you go. I can just shoot down there and grab it. Because, it, like I said, it's going to say premium online edition, and it's like twenty bucks. Oh, that, yeah, that's a great price, too. Oh, it is. And like I said, the install, it's not super big. I think it's like 74 gigs. It's not huge, you know, but it's... Okay. I've had a blast with it, man. Like I said, it for it to be that old, but I cannot believe how many people still get on there and play it. But like I said, my experience as far as just getting in with random people has been very negative because people just start... I'm some, like, eight-year-old kid, like, sniping me. It's like, what are you doing? Like... Yeah, right, right. And I'm trying so to, like, go throughout my day here. It's like I'm not trying to play Call of Duty online. That's one of the reasons I don't play that. That game stresses me out. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, I'm, I'm awful. I, I would go nowhere. Oh, I, anytime I try to play it with friends, it's like I just get killed. And it's like, I get it. Like, if you live on that game, like a lot of people I know do, I'm sure it's fun and, you, and you're into it. But it's like, I can't. I can't do that every day. Whereas the GTA, doing it like a private match and just exploring the city, it's awesome. Yeah, right, right. Well, cool. So what, uh, and I've gotten off track there, sorry, no, talking right. video games, but um, so what What do you have, like, in the works soon or next year coming up? So, yeah, just like, a, like I said, a couple of, uh, we got a documentary coming, another short film coming, so those two for the film front, and then Liturgy will be next year and I believe so will submerge so those both might be 2021 awesome and are, are those gonna are, are you are those gonna go out on unique leader or are you doing different labels on that stuff or um yeah so submerge is unique leader and then liturgy because that was originally on unmatched brutality it's still on unmatched brutality yeah man I didn't know unmatched brutality still existed 
Yeah, Jamie, you know, Jamie's just in liturgy and rock, and he's, yeah, he's still got it going, going strong. Man, that is awesome. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That is awesome. I did not know that. That's really, really cool. Yeah, man, that's that's fantastic. I had no idea um, that, 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 that I had no idea. That's great. I'll have to put some of that stuff on the page for sure. But yeah, the unique leader man. Congrats on that! I can't believe you're the prez. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's, like I said, it's it's awesome every day. I, you know, now finally, you know, I mean, obviously, I like doing the film, but this is, you know, unique leader is my full time gig, and I haven't really had a, you know, like you know, very rarely, I I think, have I ever got up. I love going to work, but I, you know, I do obviously now. So, so anything for uh, for the fans to look out for from Unique Leader? You got anything you want to promote there that's coming out? We have tons of stuff coming up with that, but I mean, yeah, we've got like you know, for example, the Phytotoxin, the new one just came out. It's you know, it's, it's unreal. The new Stillbirth is unreal. Just came out. The new Ingested we spoke about earlier. Their new one is an absolute you know monster. Um, we've got the two new. Uh, they're they're re mixed and mastered of the humanity's black breath are coming out and they are, nice yeah they're wicked wicked stuff yeah well that's awesome and of course we have to go put a bunch of that stuff on the page for you i always try to share that stuff but yeah uh i have to send you that i don't know if it ever made the rounds to your all social media stuff but our ingested interview that i did with sean was really cool yeah i'll, I'll look for that yeah, I will definitely look for that. Like I said, I don't get on there all that often anymore. But, sure. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get on there and look for that. Yeah, yeah, man, it was pretty cool, and we had a lot of fun. They shared it for us, which was awesome, because, I mean, if the band shares yeah. it, you know, we uh, we did an interview. I did an interview recently with uh, John and Chuck from Incantation, and we uh, did it on Zoom, and uh, the interview ended up being really cool, and they shared it. You know, because if the band doesn't share it, our stuff, it only our fan base only sees it, whereas if it's, you know... Everywhere else, it's you know, you know. Yeah, like all the right, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's it goes all over the place if 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 the labels or whoever shares it. And, you know, it's, that's one of the problems we've had when we started this was some of the labels are so generous with us getting us this talent, but then if they don't share it, it doesn't go anywhere. You know, I mean, I'll share it yeah. all day long, but it's like we only can reach so many people with our audience. But it's like we gain a bigger audience if the band or the label shares it. You know, so. I mean, we're not getting paid. We're just trying to help, you know, and it's, but, yeah. but if it falls on deaf ears, you know, if it doesn't get shared, then it's, and like I said, I won't say who, but like one of the labels that, and they, like I said, they've been so generous for the most part on like tickets to the show and getting me back there so I can do the interviews or if we do it over the phone or phoners or whatever, but, but then they don't share the fucking thing. And it's like, and I've had to get on them about, it. it's like, man, we've been doing this for almost five years. Like, can you share this please? <laughs> yeah, seriously. You but when you get, but, but, but. For whatever reason, unfortunately, it happens more than it should. It's like it just, it just doesn't. And I feel like I do a good job interviewing, but it's like I don't know. It just never people. And we'll have people comment on like our YouTube or so. It's like, oh, how have I never heard of this? It's like, well, the damn label didn't. Sh you know, that the one of this particular label doesn't share it. It's like I don't. I can't. I can't go to their house and put a gun to their head and make them share it. You know, so. Right. Yeah. Right. But it's cool. You know, you still do it, and you just try to do the best what you have with it. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, 
And I realize they're busy too. I can't imagine how many people are probably bothering them, like share this, please share this. You know, it's, and we're just one of those people. So. Right. Right. <laughs> but, but yeah, man, that's that's incredible. Uh, the unique leader. Like I said, I had no idea. I mean, I don't think you and I've talked in. I mean, I know we like here and there on Messenger, but I don't think I've actually talked to you. Talked to you in a couple of years. Has it been? Yeah, I want to say last year. Like, I remember at my obviously my old house that we did. But yeah, I, like like you're saying, I don't even. But in the way time, I mean, obviously, you know how fast and weird the the, the perception of time is now. And it, yeah, I don't even. You know, half the time we don't know if we're coming or going anymore. I think it's been a couple of years since you and I've talked. I think the last time we talked with these are 18, 17 or eighteen. It, it may have been three years. It's been a minute. It is, man. It's totally crazy because it doesn't seem like it's been that long, but I guess it has been because... Yeah, um, it certainly does. Like, when I think about it, like I said, it just seems like it's been maybe like a year, but you're probably right. Yeah, it's wild. It doesn't seem like it's been, you know, that long, but yeah. I guess it's I guess it's been... It's been a minute since we've, since yeah. we've got to do it, but... Uh, so have you, and just to kind of wrap up with this, have you... So have you, uh, as far as the, the from the North stuff... Are you staying r- real busy with that? Are you getting a lot of stuff? I mean, obviously, the stuff you're talking about promoting, but. Yeah, so I do, like, yeah, like, I've had a couple of music videos, you know, like I said, that I've done. And, you know, they're, they're a lot of work. And then, obviously, the short films, I'm kind of going, we're going in a more, you know, like it's a, a more narrative, you know, direction. So, you know, getting the, you know, getting the actors together now and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, getting this stuff, like I said, we did have our, our first one that it, it's been accepted to some of these uh, for the film fest next year. So that's exciting. Oh uh, yeah, and I'll send you. As a matter of fact, when we're off the phone, um, I'll send you uh, the link to the shorts and stuff so you can check them out. Awesome. Yeah, I would love to. Yeah, and any like I said, anything I can share for you and put on the page, I'll do too. Any kind of you know anything. Oh, awesome. Yeah, thank you. Music, anything, anything that you're involved with, you know, because I've. It's funny because I don't know if I've ever told you this, but we've kind of become. You know, I've literally had people comment on where you and I've done interviews in the past, and they're like, "How did you get this? Like, how is he? Like, he doesn't do. Or like, I don't find his. It's like, hey, it's a phantasm exclusive. (laughs) It's like, it's like we we just started talking a long time ago, and you were kind enough to do it, but I can't thank you enough for that because it's kind of funny because our interviews, just to kind of tell you this, have had tons of hits. The stuff you and I've done together, so. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, you know what? I don't do, I mean, I probably only talk to maybe two or three people, and that's it, really, as far as the interview stuff goes. No more. Well, I'm flattered as hell to be one of them. And, and yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we have a good time, but we're, all, we're you know, we're friends, so, too. So that's, absolutely. that's what's really important. It makes it, you know, obviously everything goes so much more smoothly. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, yeah. so and just to this is just me being curious about this. I'm not trying to keep you. Um, so tell me a little bit more about about this mining town, man. It sounds really fucking cool to me. I don't know why I just keep you. Maybe think of Red Dead, and then I'm thinking mining town. It's like, well, he lives there, so. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's we actually live in an area. It's called Globe, Miami, Arizona, and it, so we're we're this, this is an actual active mining town. So it's not even a a former, they're actually mining for copper, silver, and gold here. It's it's a daily operation. I believe the mine here employs like seven hundred and fifty people. So it's a big it's a big deal here. But there's not very you know the town that I live in only has about seventeen hundred. So it's a small 
it's a small town and it's up in the mountains you know we're about four thousand feet up and then wow literally right literally right across the street from my house we got peaks that are you know going to you know close to six thousand so we're we're up here away that is wild and the weather there i bet is very unpredictable it is, yeah. Like right now, it's you know, I mean, it gets warm during the days, you know, mid nineties, and then at night, it's you know, like let's say in the you know seventies. But as as November and December, you know, creeps upon us here, we will get it's not we don't get a ton of it, but we will get you know we'll have a lot of snow days. So that is wild. To, like I didn't even know that it could even snow in Arizona. So that, I learned something just talking to you about that too. But yeah, and if you saw right this, you wouldn't even think it looks like Arizona. I mean, literally, we're surrounded by. You know, it's pine trees, and yeah, <laughs> you, you wouldn't associate it with Arizona trip. Now, do they do a lot of lumber stuff up there, too? Where I live, not as much, but just north of me, they do a ton of it, like a ton of it. Like logging and stuff? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That is a huge business. I know, I had a friend that lived, I guess it was in Washington State, and I know some of their, like, tree stuff is protected, but then other parts, it's just, you know, they're just chopping them down as quick as they grow, I guess. And he yeah, was, sure. was like a logger. You know, he would climb up the tree with the damn thing and, and with this giant chainsaw, and he's cutting the tops off. I was like, dude, no thanks. I could not fucking do I couldn't even carry the damn chainsaw, much less carry it up a damn giant tree, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd end up cutting my own fucking head off with the chainsaw. I would do something stupid or cut my arm off or something. But yeah, it's no joke. Oh, dude, it's like I said. I there's I have a lot of respect for those guys. That's that is that is a serious manly job. Like <laughs> you're you're working for a living doing that. Yeah, that's some old school stuff right there. It is. It is. Well, Maddie, I cannot thank you enough again for taking the time to catch up with me today i know our fans will appreciate it it's so fucking cool to talk to you and catch up and see what you've been up to again congrats on the president of a unique leader that's fucking crazy um yeah thank you man yeah i'm, I'm uh you know i'm pretty honored to, to even have that deal and like i said i i, I love doing it daily so well, i think it's awesome too that you're um that the the from the north thing's still rolling i think that's fucking fantastic yeah and that's you know film is film is my uh you know it's, it's it's my it's my passion so it's something that i'll always you know i'll always do it just because you know i love you know we talk about it a lot we I, I love movies i love you know now i've fallen in love with making them so hey i mean it's you know i mean it's cool doing any kind of you know when you're getting to do something that you love unfortunately i, I don't think i've even told you this see i'm not working right now because of the virus um Oh, is that right? Well, I was working at a call center, and my dermatologist is like, because I'm on this drug called Dupixin, and it lowers my immune system. Okay. And he was like, look, you you can't go back, you know. So I'm kind of just furloughed right now. I'm just kind of, I lost my job. They fired me over it, but I kept my unemployment because I fought them on it because I was like, look, my doctor's telling me it's not safe for me to come back, so... I don't really know what the hell I'm doing right now. I'm just kind of riding it out, you know, just to, I guess, see how far I can go with it. Just because I, I mean, it's not safe for me to work. And at my age, I don't want to go end up and get this and then die in a hospital over working at a stupid job, you know, but. Agreed. That's not, yeah, that's not worth anything. 
So I've been trying to just stay busy with the podcast and just trying to survive. You know, I'm only getting like 89 bucks a week to live on. So I'm, it's been pretty rough, but you know, well, I was getting the stimulus money, which was great, but I use that to basically get caught up on bills and now I'm broke and just kind of living on $89 a week is pretty rough, but which is, yeah, it's very difficult, obviously, but it's like at the same time, I don't want to go, you know, get a job at Walmart and, and get coronavirus and die in the hospital and, you know, and that's how my life ends. I, I just, I guess it's selfish, but I, I value my life too much to do that because I take that drug like every two weeks for my eczema and it's, it's a great drug, uh, uh, do but it's one of those things where it's like, I'm not going to stop taking it and, and, and make my skin break out and flare up and be all grossed out so I can go work a job when this drug's giving me relief and, my dermatologist swam through like a river of blood to get me on this program where I'm not paying for it because it's like two or three thousand dollars an injection. So, oh, wow. yeah, and I'm getting it for free, you know, because of my my you know financial situation, which I feel bad yeah, about. But at the same time, it's really helping me, you know. But it, it sucked because I, I liked the call center job was pretty cool. I did it for a couple of years. I started there back in eighteen, and it was all right, you know. But when it's not safe, because I would get sick there a lot, you know, like before this, because, you know, you're using a mic that someone else has been coughing and sneezing in all day, you know, even if you clean it off, it's still got germs on it, you know, and yeah, no, right, right. And it just, it just wasn't safe for me to go back. And I had to kind of make a moral decision on that. And, but I, I don't want to, you know, the, the viruses, if you've not seen in Florida, it's bad. So I'm having to lay low, you know, it's, uh, right all the tourists come in and then it just spreads and people refuse to stay at their house and we got all these other people refuse to wear a mask and all that shit and it's just it's actually been pretty bleak for me it's actually made me see a side of humanity i never wanted to see like people just they care about their family and and that's it you know if they if they kill you yeah right if they wipe you out that's fine if they wipe this guy across the street out that's fine you know it's just it's scary you know and and uh, yeah but I've been dealing with all that, so that's kind of what I've been dealing with. But hopefully, you know, there's a lot at the end of the tunnel with that. And, but it's been it's been pretty rough, man. You know, it's uh, other shit going on, legal shit. I don't know if I told you about. I won't talk about what in this interview. But but yeah, it's just it's a mess. But I'm just trying to ride it out. You know, I mean, it's all you can do. I still feel like I don't know what you think about it, but I feel like the government's hiding something about this. But. Yeah, it's really strange. Like, all the other, uh, the one thing I find, I guess, you know, really strange about it is the other countries have all got it under control except us, so. I know, and it's it doesn't make any sense. And there's something I feel like they're not being honest with us about it. You know, I don't know what it is, but I feel like the man, you know, the government has, like, an agenda with this or something. I don't know if they're weeding out its population control. There's some, They're doing something with it. I just don't know what. Right. So, yeah, right. Yeah, who knows what they're doing? But it's something crazy because it's surreal to me that it's just still going on this many months. Because I lost my job back in March, you know. So, right. Wow. Yeah. So it's just you know a lot of time. But you know, when, when I was getting the stimulus bread, you know, it was great because I could just go pay my bills and I could live a little freer. And now it's like I've had to tighten tighten it up, you know. And I've got to watch every penny I spend, you know. So. Yeah. Right. Right. But. But yeah, man, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this, and and uh, oh, anytime. 
it Anytime. means a lot. We'll have to do this again a lot sooner. Uh, For sure, and I'll get that game, and we'll, we'll jam on that, too. Hope you guys enjoyed the interview with my dear friend Matty Way, president of Unique Leader Records. This has been another House Calls with Dr. Vincent West, medical doctor, only on the Phantasm Podcast. <laughs>